If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta Sky Miles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta Sky Miles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Happy afternoon on this Tuesday, everyone. We've got our quick look ahead show here, part two of our uh, Tuesday two a days. Again, I don't know exactly how many days of the week we're going to be able to do two shows per day, but we're doing it right now. So uh, hang with us and let's get this party started. Tonight, we're going to be taking a look at what's coming up on this six game Tuesday card. We're going to dive into the uh, the streaming options that might be floating around out there. We're going to take a look at some of the uh, long streaming boards that you could also possibly take a peek at. We don't need that to be quite so large on YouTube. Uh, and then we'll see if we can't find some diamonds in the rough for you this evening as well. This is Fantasy NBA Today, a Sports Ethos presentation. I am Dan Vesperus at Dan Vesperus on Twitter. Please do head to sportsethos.com. Check out the Fantasy Pass. Get yourself a baseball draft guide here with baseball season just about to get underway a few short days from today. Uh, I'm realizing that the folks probably can't really see the games that we're about to break down, so I'll make that bigger for the live audience. For you recorded folks, you'll just follow along with me here and everything will be hunky-dory. But let's start at the top. We'll work from there. Boston is at Washington Monte Morris is back in for the Wizards this evening. Kind of an interesting little wrinkle when it looked like perhaps he was going to be sitting for the foreseeable future, but he's not sitting. He is very much in. Uh, And so DeLon Wright bumps back down a peg or two here. He had that really big bump with no Monte Morris. Played a lot of minutes in the previous game as well, so I think you could probably go DeLon. Just understand that he won't have the scoring output that he had in the previous ballgame. Uh, but with everybody else for the Wizards seemingly on the shelf, um, it's not that difficult of a call to make. Denny Avdia remains a really nice across-the-board kind of streamer who unfortunately isn't very good at the steals and blocks department. Uh, no Daniel Gafford this evening as well. Do we see more Taj Gibson, Anthony Gill, guys like that? I mean, you're reaching into the deep dregs if you want to roll those guys. Corey Kispert is a possibility if you want to do some three-point streaming. Celtics appear to be largely healthy for the game this evening, so no no big things there. Jason Tatum is back in after getting a day off. Uh, Time Lord will get his 20-ish minutes off the bench, I would assume. And you can play all the Celtics as you normally would. Uh, Derek White's been playing really well lately. He's got a bit of a heater. Expect him to take a hit here with Jason Tatum back in the mix. But certainly, uh, you know, Monte Morris actually is probably playable back over on that Washington side kind of glossed over him a little bit because we were looking at the DeLon Wright stuff. But you can probably go Monte with no Beal, no Kuz. Uh, Porzingis still in there. I really do think he wants to get to 70 games. Mark my words. He's going to get to 70, and then that's the end of it. Of course, I think that leaves, what, one or two games at the end? (laughs) We'll see. Uh, Cleveland, there really is never anything on the Cavaliers' side. Although, oh, you know what? That's not true. Jared Allen got ruled out earlier today. I'm sorry. That one almost slipped right past me here. Uh, Jared Allen is out for this evening. 
So they'll bump everybody up a peg. One would assume that's typically how they roll, uh, you know, depending on how they starting lineups look. Maybe that's not exactly what they do. Like you might see uh, like Lamar Stevens get pushed in there at a big man spot. But Evan Mobley becomes a de facto center for that Cavaliers team. And he goes huge anytime Jared Allen is out. Also, Karis LeVert, who's been rolling pretty well for Cleveland lately, also gets a bump when Jared Allen misses a ball game. Really, when anyone misses a game, because he is very much the sixth man. So anytime you remove a key cog from the starting five, you get that first guy off the bench that bumps up into a bigger role. For Atlanta, we've seen John Collins kind of settle back into a more prominent role in the starting five. He's playable in most formats. Uh, everybody else that we've talked about on this show historically, historically, over the last couple of weeks, is where they were before. Okongwu's a go, Capella's a go, Hunter's a little bit more of a streamer type, uh, Bogdan a little bit more of a streamer type, Sadiq Bay kind of a low-end streamer, and you roll from there. Miami is in Toronto. Jimmy Butler was probable this morning, and then he got ruled out. So, you know, that happened. Um, Tyler Hero is going to get a bunch of shots with no Butler. Adebayo is going to have to do more. Max Struess has been seeing an uptick here lately. You could probably roll Struess if you want the three-point stream. Uh, previously, we've been able to get a little bit more out of some of the bench guys in Miami, like an Oladipo. Kyle Lowry coming off the bench might be asked to do a little bit more, but I would not feel safe recommending pretty much any of those guys in a games cap format. And then with Miami, we talked about how they just really didn't have a good schedule here towards the end of the season. That's you know, back to back today, tomorrow. I think we'll probably see Butler in the game tomorrow. So, you know, you're, you're really scraping the bottom if you're trying to wedge someone in on that team for one game and then hope that they're not terrible in the back to back tomorrow. Toronto, Gary Trent uh, was just ruled out moments ago. Not that it matters a whole lot. He's the he's the sixth man there, and he hasn't been particularly consistent coming off the bench. So start the starters. Easy play for the Raptors. Orlando, uh, nothing really. They're they're devoid of notes at the moment. Jalen Suggs is back in, so he and Cole Anthony can kind of go back to splitting those sixth man guard type minutes for uh, the Magic. We'll see which player among them clears the others here in this ball game on the Memphis side. John ja Morant. Uh, was listed as doubtful earlier today. I think he might have been ruled out here over the last couple of minutes. Um, eh, you know what? I still haven't seen the final word on Jaw. I'm going to assume he's out. Doubtful players typically don't go, especially in a game that isn't going to decide everything for Memphis, so expect Tyus Jones to get a really big bump. I also like Xavier Tillman in this one, going up against Wendell Carter Jr. That's a pretty big guy. I don't think they're going to go too small. Uh, I think they'd rather keep JJJ near Paolo Boncaro. So I would expect another decent game out of Tillman, which he got in the last one and the previous one after three or four kind of slow games. Uh, those Houston games, they Memphis went smaller and that took Tillman out of the lineup. I just don't think you see that here in this one. For Charlotte, uh, they might have Kelly Oubre back for this one. He's questionable. We're waiting on a final call there. I'm actually still kind of expecting him to, to miss this ball game, but we'll see. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. has a lot to do right now. This is the... Great center rotation day. So today you're going to have Nick Richards um, as the key guy. And then the next one, you'll probably see Mark Williams slot back in. Kai Jones is going to see a little bit more time over the stretch, but that's really a situation you want to avoid on the head-to-head side at the center spot in Charlotte, just because you're not going to get a full rotation out of any of them. Can we talk about how much that sucks, by the way? Maybe we'll save that for a show where we're not trying to go quick hitter style. 
Oklahoma City, same old. Uh, no Shea in this one. I think they're assuming they can win this game over Charlotte without him, an opportunity to kind of buy uh, Gilgis Alexander a day off. They've got Detroit tomorrow, back-to-back against two tanking teams, so OKC assumes that they're going to be able to handle this stuff, and they probably will. You'll get bonus Josh Giddy. Uh, you'll get bonus Jalen Williams. We've seen Isaiah Joe go kind of big when Shea's been out in the past, but it's a little bit more of a dice roll on Joe or Dort. And those are directions you go on the head-to-head side if you're stat hunting. Um, and then you've got the back-to-back. So there isn't. it's not the worst time in the world if you wanted to play a Hornet and just, sorry, a Thunder, I should say, against a Hornet and hope that you get you know 1.5 decent games out of the Thunder who do play four times in six days to finish the day. But we'll talk about that in just a moment. New Orleans in Golden State is the nightcap here. This should be a good test. Warriors are really good at home. They did lose their last one to the Wolves. Pelicans have been playing better, although a lot of their schedule has been a little bit on the easier side, but for the game over the Clippers where Trey Murphy went crazy. Start the starters for New Orleans. Pretty easy call there. And then with Golden State, I think you can pretty much bench all of the fringy guys in Roto. That includes DiVincenzo, that includes Kaminga, Gary Trent, or Gary Payton II being back in there. Uh, he's questionable for this one. We don't have the final call. We probably won't have it for a few more hours. But when he played in their last ballgame, we saw that did continue to impact any of the non-key guys for the Warriors. And that's annoying. And then you've got Kevon Looney, who's kind of your rebounding streamer of this evening. So uh, that's what's going on in the six ball games from a injury replacement standpoint. As far as the schedule stream goes, and I want to make sure we can pivot what's uh, available on the screen for folks watching live right now. We'll get that schedule. And there it goes. Um, we you know, talked about it yesterday. It's just... You were able to make those moves on Monday, and I suggested actually using a few of your moves yesterday. If you didn't use up some moves yesterday, I think you might want to start chewing some up today. You've got Memphis going four times in six days. You've got the Thunder going four times in six days starting today. I think, trying to remember, but we can scan here for the folks watching. Yeah, those are the only two teams that have four games left this week. So, yeah... And on top of that, you know, we talked about how good the, the Pelicans were as a, a play because theirs are on the non-high traffic days. New Orleans is still in the mix. I would have obviously preferred that you grab a horn or a Pelican yesterday. I keep wanting to call them the New Orleans Hornets. I don't know what's going on with my brain right now. Uh, I would have preferred you pick up a Pelican yesterday, get the back-to-back. But if you had a player on a team that went on Monday that maybe then transitions into a week with high-volume days like, I don't know, Detroit... Chicago, whatever, maybe you preferred the player you had on that team, but now you're looking at Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, and you're realizing, I don't even necessarily have a chance to get that guy into my lineup. You could still pivot to a Pelican and gain two or three games because of the overflow situation. If instead you don't want to go that way and you're not staring down the barrel of a massive overflow, which seems insane because I think there's 13 games both Friday and Sunday, so you're almost overloaded almost guaranteed to be overloaded on one of those two days, uh, the Memphis and the Thunder are your other options there because they do still have four games left week and left this week, and that's the direction you could pivot. Folks, picture this nightmare scenario. You're hosting friends for the big game. It's neck and neck in the fourth quarter, and suddenly you realize you're out of drinks. Boo, say all of your friends. You start to sweat. 
Your friends turn on you. You're forced to go on a last-second drink run and end up missing the game-winning touchdown while in line. Oh, no. Terrifying, isn't it? Luckily, you can avoid the drama with Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered right to your watch party. Compare prices across multiple stores in your area, find the best deals on game day drinks, and get back to armchair quarterbacking from, you guessed it, your armchair. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations. But we talked about it already. The Pelicans are the only team that goes uh, in between the overflow days. Pelicans go today, Thursday, Saturday. Now, today is great, but there are you know a handful of other teams that also play today. It's a six-gamer, so it's not uh, completely devoid of basketball games the way that Thursday and Saturday are, where you only have four teams playing on each of those two days. So those are extraordinarily low-traffic days. Pels are the only team that goes on that go on both of them, Thursday and Saturday, which that's part of what makes New Orleans such an unbelievably coveted team to be streaming from. Uh, going yesterday, they had the blowout game, so Najee Marshall at 8-5-4, and four, which I know you look at it like, oh, 8-5-4. But again, remember, you're comparing four games of that to effectively what might be like one of a guy who has an overflow situation. Same story for Herb Jones. Uh, I know Larry Nance only got 11 minutes in this one. He's not completely dead in the water. Um... Uh, I might be about as far as I'd go. Najee, Herb, Nance. I know Dyson Daniels played 23 minutes, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know if you can trust that on a night-to-night basis. You kind of want to go with the guy you think is going to get you 20 minutes because then you get those 20 minutes on Thursday, on Saturday. You can squeeze out 40 minutes where you might have gotten nothing out of a player who's on the overflow days. And the extra beautiful part for the Pels is that you could pivot off of them on Sunday if you wanted to try to squeeze one extra game out of the end of the week. And that's kind of where I'm at with the long streaming stuff. Um, you know, once we get to tomorrow, Wednesday, the options are extremely limited in terms of teams that are in any way avoiding the overflow days because it's still the Pels, the Thursday-Saturday thing. Um you got Dallas that plays on Saturday and Wednesday, also Sunday. But, you know, again, Saturday, you, you're able to sort of pinch out a non-overflow day. Boston, you can squeeze one out. They have a Thursday game mixed in there in addition to tonight. So Boston, that would be a move for tonight, Thursday. And then you'd probably move off of them at some point there. But it's a really, really difficult week to stream later in the week because everybody's going on Friday and Sunday, and because by the time you get to those late game weeks, or those late week games, most of the non-overflow players are probably already added. Like, a lot of the Pels probably got picked up yesterday. And then, what are you going to do? On Saturday, you pick up a Clipper, and then you get him for the one game? It's really hard to maximize games later in the week. It's really hard to gain even one game later in the week. You can probably gain one because of you know, you don't necessarily lose one thanks to the overflow thing. But right now, like we talked about yesterday, you know, if you have a guy that has two overflow days, they might be looking at a one-game week the rest of the way, where with the Pels, you could be looking at three. 
And you guys know, if you can use a long stream move to gain two games, you do it. Almost every time. And that is your extremely brief Tuesday evening look ahead. We'll try to get another one of these going tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. Uh, hope you guys are enjoying having this pulled apart because we do have more injury news by the afternoon. This is Fantasy NBA Today. Oh, uh, nope. Sorry, I saw something that flashed by that was actually a retweet of something that happened yesterday. This is actually Fantasy NBA Today. Apologies for getting waylaid there. Uh, I am Dan Vespers. We will talk more tomorrow, I suppose. So long for now, everybody.